Welcome back, everybody, to Roommate Reviews. Uh, we have been on a hiatus for a while due to us not being roommates anymore. I know, we're frauds. Mm-hmm. We can't really call it Roommate Reviews anymore. <laughs> it's uh, two guys that live a, a some distance apart reviews. Yeah, it's, 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 a little, it's been a little chaotic recently just because... Um, I'm I'm still living in Idaho right now, and I honestly can't remember where you're. I'm in uh, that one state right that now. doesn't exist. Ohio, Wyoming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. See, so, yeah, we're that gonna, just shows how forgettable Wyoming is. We're gonna we're gonna try to um, do more podcasts just because we, we enjoy doing it and mm-hmm. I mean I, I'm pretty sure our old roommates got sick of us talking about this stuff so we needed an outlet a way to to express our feelings oh yeah definitely definitely and so that's why we're back finally after quite frankly too long oh yeah and after I uh, <laughs> spent like $400 on recording equipment <laughs> Bryson would Someone you like had to tell to do it. Would you like to tell the uh, the listeners uh, what today's topic is? Yeah, okay. So today's uh, topic, it was originally going to be like top 10 like overused cliches in comic book movies, but then we both ran out of time while making our lists. So now it's just however many we've got uh, cliches in in comic book movies. And so I'm I'm personally pretty excited about this because I've I've got some feelings about the stuff on my list. Um. <laughs> yep, uh, I've got feelings on the stuff on my list too. So, I mean, what's uh what's the first first up on your list for least favorite comic book movie tropes or cliches? So for me, uh, I was only able to make my list uh, five long, but I would have to say the first thing on my list uh, was like the 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 phrase like there was no other way or or just like some variation <laughs> on that. It was the only be- way. Yeah, cause cause like, let's be honest here. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, um, the, the first thing that immediately springs to mind when I, when I say that has to be like, um, I'm forgetting everything right now, uh, had to be like Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I understand why they made the choices that they did in that movie, but the choices that they made were stupid. And so, yeah, that's... That's my two cents on it, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I told you, I mean, and yeah, that happens all the time. Uh, first mm-hmm. up on my list would be uh, side characters that are awesome until they have their own solo movie, and then they suck. Is that a train? That might have been a train. Also, I apologize because I'm current... Because we're, like we said, we're in two different states right now. Mm-hmm. And so I am recording my end of the podcast on my phone. So apologies for the audio in advance. I'll, I'll edit that later when you send it to me. <laughs> but anyway, side characters that are awesome until their own solo movie. And I think the two best examples of this would be uh, Black Widow in Iron Man 2 and Black Panther mm-hmm. in Civil War. Because they're... 
their introductions in those movies, you know, like they're they're the badass character. They're they're awesome. They're you know getting crap done. And then in their solo movies, it's like we don't know what to do with this character anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I do agree, especially with um, with with Black Widow because um, Black Widow to me is like one of those characters that is at their best when they're bouncing off of other characters. Yeah, like like the 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 quips between like Black Widow and like Iron Man or Captain America, stuff like that. Totally. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you when when you say that like, ooh, solo movies may or may not be the best thing for some characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um so the the next thing on my uh list is the the phrase the last hope for humanity because like or well this 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 more applies to like sci-fi movies than than like comic book movies in general but like whenever whenever i hear that i just think to myself yeah just like all of these other 15 movies where it's quote-unquote the last hope for humanity and it, it just eventually gets tiring you know yeah that yeah yeah that is that that falls under the uh it was the only way category where it's just like like dumb phrases Mm -hmm. that that justify the character's actions but they just keep using it over and over again yeah yeah exactly like i'm 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 honestly trying to think of a good example of that uh in like a a movie or a tv show i i I suppose the independence day maybe yeah, but movie. Independence Day was rad. It was rad, but I'm sure there was... I, I remember that there was definitely dialogue like that in that movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's the whole uh, um, dialogue with the president being like... He's like, yeah, I'm going to fly from, the spaceship, from... yo. He's like, oh, yeah. but you can't, you can't do that because it's alien. And he's like, well, it's our last hope for humanity, bro. <laughs> That's my best Will Smith voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's actually pretty good, not gonna lie. Thank you. <laughs> um, next on my list is um, okay, the uh, the nerdy supervillain origin story where they're obsessed with the hero at first and then go evil because the hero doesn't like them. Examples Riddler in Batman Forever, uh, Cheetah in Wonder Woman eighty four um electro Mm -hmm. and the amazing spider-man 2 there's 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 a few other examples but like you know the character has like weird hair they have glasses they're just awkward and you know like tripping over everything yeah incredible from the incredibles i mean it's like kind of uh forgivable in batman forever because you know the time period that came out in it matches like the vibe but in the amazing spider-man 2 like you know max dylan he just needs psychiatric help he has a spider-man shrine above his mirror where he shaves every day and he's like talking to himself mm-hmm. and talking to this picture of spider-man he's like we're we're still best buds right you, you gonna wish me a good day at work today spidey and like as the viewer you're just like oh this is 2014 this doesn't work anymore <laughs> yeah it it's it's okay when it's 
or at least in my opinion, it's okay when it's not borderline obsessive. Yeah, I or suppose. like a caricature type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when, when it's their entire personality, that's when you're just like, ooh, yikes, get that away from me. Nerd. We <laughs> <laughs> hate nerds here. All the homies at Roommate Reviews hate the nerds. Well, I don't know. I'm friends with a couple of nerds. We just and alienated all, right. all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, all seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna take that back in eight years when we're <laughs> we're more popular than the Weekly Planet or, uh, you know that podcast? Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, go go listen to them for higher quality nonsense than this. Yeah. They all, they're all I listen to at work because their their voices are quite soothing. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> What's next on your list? <laughs> um, I would have to say that next on my list uh at the number 3 spot is Space Lasers. Um this this is more Elaborate. just like th- th- this is more of a gripe with just like sci-fi in general. Like all right, for at the expense of talking about the sequel trilogy of Star Wars for a minute here, um, just like the the entire concept that a dreadnought class um, star destroyer in the sequel trilogy has the capability and the firepower to glass a planet, and they only use it like twice. Yeah. And then, and then there was the whole issue with like the Death Star lasers on, on, on like the Star Destroyers and them being able to blow up planets on their own. And I'm just like, okay, but why? Like, like it's such a rote thing now that like you expect if there is to be a villain, there is to be space lasers at well, some point. Okay, or the another. Death Star makes sense because the Death Star isn't really yes it's meant not meant I, to be used a lot because it's yeah it's a fear tactic it, it's yeah it's 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 scare tactics exactly yeah. and i agree with that but when it's taken to the extreme you're talking everything about like the star has, destroyers yeah yeah i'm talking about the star destroyers in the rise of skywalker oh you're talking one. about when they have the technology readily available and they just choose not to use it because the main characters have plot armor yeah yeah more or less and okay. i don't know I, I just I just really dislike the the like hand wave of just like oh they've got freaking planet destroying lasers that they can do to do whatever with and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's, it's so rote to me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Next on my list is uh, I'm going to I'm going to combine these two so my list has the same number of stuff as yours but uh everything mm-hmm. has to be edgy and dark nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. cuz I think I think the thing that really started it was Tim Burton's Batman. Like, you know, Tim mm-hmm. Burton he he changed Batman. He like, because Batman in the '60s was you know Adam with Adam West. He was all campy uh-huh. and fun and colorful, and he, Tim Burton he, he was a comic or yeah. he was comedy based and character. He, yeah. yeah, and Tim Burton's like, what if we made it so every character looks like they just got out of a funeral? <laughs> <laughs> And uh-huh. So that really, you know, brought like a, a, a gothic darkness to the character, which was 
it was a nice change of pace, but then I think after mm-hmm. that and Batman Begins with the you know the Nolan trilogy, everyone was like, oh my, wait, this is good. We got to make everything like this. So Arrow is just Batman. Um, Man, uh-huh. Man of Steel, yeah. like you know that movie with Superman, they made it a lot darker. And speaking of Superman, I'm tired of. I mean, as good as they are, I'm tired of the evil Superman thing uh-huh. that like they have everywhere. Uh, and Injustice, they have it in The Boys with Homelander, Omni-Man, and Invincible. Um, yeah, just just the just, just the anti-Superman propaganda. Yeah. Even if you will. yeah, from the from the bald guy that's a billionaire, Jeff Bezos, because like Amazon owns yeah. The Boys and Invincible, which both have an evil Bro, Superman. Yeah, that freaking Jeff Bezos literally is just Lex <laughs> Luthor with with less uh, IQ, yeah, more or less. But even in Superman's like own movie and Batman v Superman, there's like dream sequences where Superman, I mean Superman does murder people in those movies, but like dream sequences where he's like a tyrant. I'm like, come on! Like I, I understand the trope in other media that's like, mm-hmm. you know, mirroring superhero universes, but like in a Superman movie, they're doing yeah. evil Superman. Yeah, and and like. And un- unless they fundamentally changed, like, the the childhood and just the growing up of Superman oh, as a character. another example. The, um, the horror movie directed by James Gunn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, if, if they... At, like, the only way that I can excuse, like, that kind of trope is if they fundamentally change the backstory of the character to justify the actions. Yeah. That's that's the only way that I can get behind that trope. Yeah. Personally. Man, we <laughs> This is What's next on your list? Is, oh, okay. So, um next on my list, I didn't I didn't necessarily have like a I I couldn't find a specific trope that like expressed this um like this trope but i'm i'm just gonna say whatever whatever was going on in thor love and thunder because don't get me wrong it was a good movie i enjoyed that movie but like there were just parts in it where i was thinking to myself what the heck where why did they decide to go the direction that they did like I suppose it's probably because they tried to force the comedy into scenes that probably shouldn't have had comedy forced into them. Yeah. It, like, like just the the entire thing with, like, the, the goats or whatever. Like, did they need to be in the movie? Probably not. Are they? Yeah, they're there. I'm going to pretend like I know what you're talking about because I haven't seen wait, the movie yet. I don't care about spoilers because I already know that it's a, like a, <laughs> a stupid piece of fiction. Well, okay, so here's my opinion of Thor Love and Thunder. It is definitely better than The Dark World because The Dark World is not a very good movie to begin with. But I wish it was more like The Dark World in the sense that they actually were serious in it. Yeah. Cause, cause they like they took themselves seriously, and they're like, "This is, this is cinema," and you're like, "Nope, this is this is trash. I want my money back." Well, I still like the movie. There were just parts of it that I just disagreed with. 
Yeah. That, that that that's all that I'm saying about it because right. I don't want to spoil it for you and stuff like that. That's fair. Next up, my list is um. Oh, supervillain with the same powers as the hero that they fight at the end. So like Iron Man, Black Panther, uh, Reverse almost, Flash, Reverse Flash, almost every Superman movie. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I'm kind of tired of it. Oh, Venom. <laughs> Venom's probably the worst <laughs> example of this because at the final battle in the first Venom movie, it's just two like, you know, blobs of goo mashing into each other and just like and like they're around the same like one's silver and one's black so you can't even tell what's going on. It just looks like somebody put a microscope over like some blood that's sloshing around that somebody added some black dye to. That's the best way I can describe it. It 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 just yeah. looks horrible. Yeah, yeah, I I do agree with that. Like. Don't get me wrong, it, it, it can, uh, like, show some really cool, like... Thematic uh, things, like... Yeah, yeah, thematic stuff along like, with, you like... Know, characters being polar opposites, kind of mm-hmm. stuff like that, like, uh, yeah. I know what yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely could, um, like, be used very well, like... I'm trying to think of a good example, but I can't off the top of my head. Um, but I, at at the expense of sounding like a total freaking nerd, like Sonic and Shadow the Hedgehog kind of a thing. I don't know. Like that that is literally the only thing that popped into my head when you were talking about that trope for whatever reason. I mean, it still applies. Yeah, yeah, it still definitely does apply, but I feel like that is, like, an antagonist-style thing that is done better at the yeah. most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's enough of, of that. <laughs> What's next on your list? Uh, so, the last thing on my list uh, is MacGuffin fights. Uh, oh, if, if if there is one thing in superhero movies that are more like overused, it has to be MacGuffin fights. Like an item like, that they get at the end to help them. Yeah, yeah. For for those who are listening who don't know what a MacGuffin is, it's basically the idea of like a thing that can like magically solve all of the problems or make the problems even worse if the villain gets their hands on it, kind of a thing. Does that include um? pep talks and speeches from side characters to the main character no i i would i would say that that's an entire different trope on their own i was going to talk about the flash tv show if that's the case because every episode <laughs> is like guys i'm not fast enough and then iris is like run barry run you're fast enough and he's like oh guess i'm fast enough and he just like <laughs> pummels the bad guy episode over like wait no no that's that that that's an entirely different trope on its own i will have i i will say like it's so dumb like uh an example of a MacGuffin fight done right in my opinion uh has to be um oh gosh now i'm blanking on scott pilgrim versus the world when he earns the power of self-respect yeah i guess I, I actually haven't seen that movie. Oh it's 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 on my watch list, but it is um... it's so good. <laughs> actually, no. Wait for me to watch it with you, because I want I want to see you experience it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, I'll 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 note that down for later. But like um like the the final fight scene in Avengers Endgame immediately comes to mind when I think of like MacGuffin fight because that is just an entire 24 How long is that sequence even? I, I don't, don't even know. know. It's, it's like long. It's an extremely long sequence where they're literally just fighting over the Infinity Gauntlet for like twenty minutes or whatever, and then yeah. and then the heroes get it and they automatically win. Like that's that's like the kind of stuff that we're working with here. Yeah. But I, I would have to say that like a MacGuffin fight done well uh, requires genuine stakes that like the audience can like understand because oh like the, the oh classic the, the death Clifford the death the big of, red dog yeah yeah like like <laughs> I mean, the, the reason the reason that. no i actually haven't um <laughs> it has a MacGuffin like, in it there's like i think it's like a swat team that's like ordered to kill clifford or something because he's no no the science guy he's like oh there, I, this microchip is inside the dog so i own him and then he orders like a swat team to go and like you know capture the dog and they have orders to like shoot on sight and it's like so ridiculous but um what the, heck? the MacGuffin is this doctor guy he has a scanning device that scans where the chip is and then says if it's legit or not so he just walks up in front of this this crowd of people that are watching this, and he just scans it. And it's like, yeah, this chip is fake. And then everyone's like, what? What the? That heck? just popped in my head. I don't know why. I don't remember why I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that 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 could apply for a lot of movies that I've um, that I've seen recently. I've I've also been watching a lot of like foreign films in my spare time. Ooh. Excellent. Ooh la la. Oh, oh, uh, a really good example of a MacGuffin in a in a movie has to be in this French film called April in the Extraordinary World. A hundred percent recommend watching it. It is a great film because in is the it on English dubbing, no, it's not on Netflix, unfortunately. But like, it's on French French licks. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's on the French Netflix. I don't know. VPN. I don't know. Fr- the French have. They have baguettes, <laughs> I guess. And stupid uh-huh. cyclists. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, like, like I was saying, excellent film in the, uh, in, in the English uh, dub of it. Uh, J.K. Simmons is the main villain. It's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Bring me pictures of Spider-Man. Sorry, sorry, sir. I speak French. I don't understand you. <laughs> I'm just imagining but like, that. But yeah, to uh, really go watch that film if you have the chance. Extraordinary film. 100% recommend. That, that like, the, the final fight in that film is what I would consider to be a MacGuffin fight done right. Okay. Because there is a MacGuffin. It's like a magic serum or whatever. Um, and uh, at the end, the... Or do you care if I spoil it at all? I don't care. Uh, spoiler warning for April in the Extraordinary World Wee-wee. if you haven't, uh, <laughs> haven't watched it yet. But, like, the heroes get the serum... And they ultimately make the choice to, uh, to destroy it, 
so that um, some plan that was working in the background could like actually work and uh, and like help life basically. Hmm. But like that that was very general because I'm trying not to spoil the ending because once again, really great film. Watch it. I'm sure Please, all the French I'm people you. appreciate your efforts to keep their their film sacred. <laughs> Their beloved hey, laugh. film that they safeguard in their, their French Netflix film vault. <laughs> <laughs> laugh all you want about French films. French animated films are really Oh, good. it's animated too? That's even worse. <laughs> no, it's it's great. I swear to you, it's great. I promise. All right, last on my list, and I don't think you're ready for this. <clears throat> yeah, I'm probably not ready for this. Sky beams. Just sky beams. Oh my goodness! <laughs> They're everywhere, and I I've compiled a list of I'm pr- it's probably missing some, but almost every sci-fi comic book you know whatever movie that has a sky beam in it. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man, Atlantis: The Lost Empire, The Avengers, The Avengers: Age of Ultron, Avengers: Infinity War, Big Hero Six, Captain America: The First Avenger, Narnia, Fan Four Stick. Or, you know, the fantastic one from 2015, but they replaced the A4. Don't, don't even talk to me about that film. That film freaking sucked. Ghostbusters, Hellboy, uh, Independence Resurgence, Iron Man, Justice League, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Man of Steel, Star Trek The Final Frontier, Suicide Squad, uh, Superman the Movie, Thor, Thor the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok, Transformers, Transformers 2, uh, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men Days of Future Past... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's many more that were emitted from this list, but you know, because I, I feel like when studios can't figure out how to make how to ramp up the energy in their climax, they're like, okay, we need faceless CGI army for the the heroes to fight. You know, yeah, whether it absolutely. be absolutely, yeah. And then they're like, okay, and how do we, you know, like create stakes for like, because you know, like who cares about the people, you know, in the city? We know, like, we can't really show the. Uh, the faceless mm-hmm. army killing everyone. So they're like, oh, we'll just throw a big sky beam on there. And it's like, oh, the city's going to get destroyed because the sky beam is only, you know. But, like, the sky beam is only big enough to cover, like, maybe half a city block. It's like, oh, no, you destroyed mm-hmm. some deli. New York is in so much so much danger. <laughs> <laughs> Call the Avengers. Oh, don't, 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 don't forget uh, uh, Star Trek and then Star Trek Into Darkness, too. Oh, yeah. In, into that list. Because that, that was literally how... The villain in the first Star Trek movie with uh, Chris Pine in it, uh, like, did their whole thing. Okay, and also, I just want to talk about how dumb the characters, like, always are. Like, the characters are always dumb when they're reacting (laughs) to the Skybeam. Because, Uh you know, usually it's really small and it's only affecting, like, a, a certain area. In Man of Steel, Superman decides to fly straight up the beam into the machine that's making it. When he could have flown up... Uh, you know, like beside the beam, and then you know, flew through the side of like the machine. He didn't have to go through the beam. Like that was that took so much more effort. And but, then, but Hayden, but Hayden, there was no other way. <laughs> or okay, here's a better example of that. In the Avengers, there's a sky beam that's like, I mean, yeah, sure, the army is kind of tearing up the city, and there's giant, you know, alien whales that are flying around. But the mm-hmm. U.S. government is like, well, 
guess we guess it's time to nuke it. <laughs> and then everyone else is like, we uh-huh. don't like that decision. All because it just it's just a little sky beam, you know? Like, I, I'm sure that the worst is going to happen. If somebody walks through the sky beam, they'll just get a little sunburn. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just sky beams. <laughs> there's, there's no reason for, for them to be in movies anymore. Like, we get it. The city's in danger. The heroes need to step it up. Yeah, but but how else are we going to demonstrate that the villains are going to destroy the city? Hmm. Maybe, they don't maybe have they'll. A sky beam. Oh wait, no. We could go back to when villains explain their evil plans. You know, they could be like, "Hey, I'm going to destroy the city, and I'm telling you verbally. That way, I don't need to use a sky beam to visually um, display my superiority and power to the audience." They should put that yeah. exact quote in every movie with a supervillain. Man, imagine how the how different the Batman would have been if there was a sky beam in it. <laughs> Instead of bombs destroying the seawall, Riddler's like, "Hey, Batman!" It's just sky beams. <laughs> just a series of sky beams. <laughs> and then this Batman is totally under-equipped to handle this because he doesn't even know what a sky beam is. All he knows is that jumping off rooftops in this version of Gotham City is not the smartest thing to do. <laughs> Do you remember that scene when he like rammed into the into the bridge and then rolled yeah, like yeah. four I, city blocks and probably broke his back? Bro, I I freaking rewatched that film uh, a couple of days ago, and my goodness, still good, still still a great still, film, still the best, still Batman. stupid. Sometimes, but yeah, imagine sky beams <laughs> hitting Gotham City. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. So uh, there's so there is something else I want to talk about. So I think uh-huh. I think we should add a section to the end of all of our episodes, just to, you know, recap stuff that's going mm-hmm. on in the world recently. Not politically, because we don't care about that. Uh, yeah, kind of, honestly, so, screw politics. So uh, just call this the news section. It's news time. Heck yeah! Bring me pictures of Spider-Man for the news time. <laughs> so Comic-Con happened recently in uh Oh yeah. In, Holy frick, dude. Yeah, Those was, poor VFX artists. I know. I was about to talk about that. Like all the memes where it's like <laughs> VFX artists after seeing the 50 plus projects announced and like just a bunch of people sobbing and there's the clip of Michael Scott and he's like, "I'm going to kill myself and it's all your fault." <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, um I have read some articles where VFX artists have They've come out anonymously and said that Marvel is the worst client to work for because of their impossible deadlines and um, last-minute changes. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that like, yeah. I I feel like just working under the umbrella of the Disney Corporation is the worst thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. Because like, even though it's horrible working conditions, they're understaffed and underpaid. They can't really say anything because like. Are you really going to say no to Marvel and get paid a lot? But also, you're not really getting paid a lot. Uh, have you heard the controversy about uh, creators not getting paid what they should? Um, I I honestly haven't heard that controversy very much. I, I know that there was, like, that controversy going on with, like, YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, with but, this... like, I haven't necessarily heard that with, like, Marvel and Disney, well, with, per se. Well, this is, is so... If a, a char- you know, if an if a artist or writer creates a character, 
and that character, and that you know, they own the rights to it, and the character appears in a movie. They are entitled mm-hmm. to a certain percentage or royalty of um, oh. of the money you know made from the movie, and and you know, but there's like certain rules to it. Like the character has to appear for like you know in a episode or movie that is over thirty minutes of length. They have to you know, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of other things, but Marvel has been getting away with paying these cr- uh, creators less than advertised. So, for instance. The, the person that created Yelena from Black Widow, um, mm-hmm. they made, like, nothing for that movie, uh, for Black Widow, Black Widow movie. They got paid, like, $3,000 when they should have been paid, like, I think it was, like, 20000 Man, so the, it's almost as if Disney is a greedy corporation. Yeah, but here's, here's, here's the loophole that made it so Disney's allowed to do that. So... There's a lot of characters in Black Widow. You know, uh, I think there's I think there's a flashback with Hawkeye in it or something, but there's also Red Guardian yeah, yeah. and all that. So Marvel had them sign a contract where the fine print said that there's like a pool of money that goes to the creators. Oh, so that's if there's so evil. if there's a lot of, of characters, then the money is split between the creators of all those characters. So like the creator of Red Guardian, Yelena, Black Widow, uh, Taskmaster, um, you know any other characters that are in there the money is split between those creators and so that's why what the yeah it's super shady like my goodness jeez but on a lighter tone let's go through some of the projects that were announced and i'll tell you guys which ones i think i would cut because i don't think they're really necessary so first up that they announced um in terms of okay well first they have the animated stuff that they announced spider-man freshman year which maybe is canon, or maybe not, because there's some conflicting stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, I, some people are mad that they uh, race-flipped Norman Osborn, that they made him black, but I think it's a great idea because now we can finally get the waves, you know, that he has in the comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, those <laughs> waves, they're so cool. Uh, next mm-hmm. is What If Season 2... Um, and I think they're... I'm honestly personally iffy on that. Yeah. Because... They're also... Like... They're, they're developing a Marvel zombie show, which will be rated TVMA. Oh, really? Yeah. It's got, huh. it's got to have some violence in there. Marvel's uh, dipping their toe in the, the old ultraviolence. Whack. They're, they're getting a taste for it. They're, they're coming for those creators. <laughs> Uh-oh. Next is X-Men 97, which is, I think, a continuation of the 90s X-Men series. And I think this is going to be completely separate from the MCU. I don't think they're going to want to, you know, bring any of that yeah. in, which I yeah, like. They're, yeah, they're probably just going to keep it completely separate because it's going to be really hard to tie it into the MCU. Exactly. Okay, and then I'm just going to rapid fire these. So uh, the live action stuff we're getting, uh, Secret Invasion. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Echo, Loki Season 2, Blade, Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, or is it Coven? I don't know. Cove. Coven, yeah. Coven of Chaos. Coven. Captain America, New World Order, Daredevil, Born Again, <laughs> Thunderbolts, Fantastic Four, Avengers, The Kang Dynasty, Avenger, and Avengers, Secret Wars. Now, I would cut Echo, because, like, I don't think it's really necessary. I would cut Agatha... Mm-hmm. I would cut. I might cut Secret Invasion too. I don't really. 
I think Iron. Yeah, I, I think I don't personally know all that much about a lot of the projects that are going to be yeah. coming out soon. I think Ironheart. Uh, but sorry, go ahead. I think Ironheart will be kind of cool because it'll expand on like how Iron Man's death affected the world, kind of. Uh huh. Yeah. I yeah. Because yeah. we only that. really see that in. We only really see that in. Uh, uh, no way home, or no, not no way home. Far from home. Um, far from home. Yeah. yeah, but it's like a huge the, joke. The other one that no one buys likes. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm curious as to what they do with Blade. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they've already cast yeah, yeah. Uh, Marshall Ali. I think that's his name. He's that. Uh-huh. He's that one guy that was fan cast forever, and then they they finally just did it. Uh-huh. Um, I totally saw, thund- saw Thunderbolts coming. They've been setting that up for a while. Mm-hmm. And they brought in, like, a U.S. agent and Abomination, Yelena, and, you know, like, all these kind of darker versions of Avengers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the morally gray ones, if you will. And then there is... Oh, and coming out this month is... Uh, or, yeah, next month, this month, I don't know. In August is She-Hulk, which... Uh, people only care about for one reason. Can you tell me what we that? We don't have to talk about. Can, no, 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 no. Can you tell me what that reason, reason is? <laughs> um, you know, I actually don't know because I haven't been following She-Hulk at all. Are you serious? <laughs> Did you not see the trailer? No, dude. I've I've been off of the internet dude, for a while. My now. boy, my boy, uh, Mister Blind Lawyer Man is in the trailer and a. Oh yeah, in a, that's in his right. Yellow and red suit. He like flips in and does a cool somersault, and then he's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm a blind lawyer." Oh shoot, I mean, I'm Daredevil. Crap. And then yeah, I think She-Hulk's gonna sue him. <laughs> hey, as as long as we get more Matt Murdock, I'm happy. Oh yeah, so yeah, Matt or good Matt Murdock. I should well, say. Daredevil is appearing in three shows because he's gonna be in well. Yeah, he's going to be on his own show, Daredevil Born Again, which, by the way, will have mm-hmm. 18 episodes and will be rated TVMA. Thank the Hype. Lord. Um, he's going to be in She-Hulk, and he's also making an animated debut, still voiced by Charlie Cox, in Spider-Man Freshman Year. Hype. Oh, yeah. Heck, Hype. yeah. Oh, I, okay, so one more thing before we, we close. I I was listening to the Weekly Planet, which we, we were... Uh, we were uh, yeah, shilling we were talking for, about. Yeah. I was listening to it, uh, I think, yesterday at work. And they were talking about, like, you know, uh, superhero showdowns. Like, like they had their listeners email them people that they wanted to, you know, see who would win in a fight. So, and one of the one of the suggestions was Ben Affleck, Matt Murdock versus Dar- uh, Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock. But <laughs> they fight in the courtroom. Like, they, they lawyer it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, that... That that sounds pretty funny, not gonna lie. But it's funny because both of them are horrible lawyers and they consistently lose cases. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that though. <laughs> oh man. But My yeah, goodness. we love Daredevil on this podcast and we talk about him every mm-hmm. chance we get. He's our favorite. Absolutely. Oh one one more thing before we uh go because um because this this affects me more than it affects you, but I also want to like say that I'm excited about this project. Yeah. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves. 
I, I, I like low key. I am excited for it. It's probably going to be dog water, but I'm I'm still going to go watch it in theaters. You do realize that they, they they break D and D canon though in that trailer. There's that one Bro. guy that's a druid, and he transforms into something that's not a natural animal. It's like a weird beast hybrid. That's yes, not that's yes, not the, canon. The the don't don't even get me started on this because I will freaking kill someone. Cause like, yes, it does break what a druid can do in um in D and D fifth edition, but the popular theory at the moment is that uh, this film is going to be based off of three point five edition of D and D, which which uh, a uh, a druid can. I I, I haven't played three point five, so I can't verify this. But from what I've heard on the internet, druids can turn into like owl bears in three point five. But okay, I was trying to remember what it was. I was like owl bear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It like honestly though, Chris Pine being in this movie, pretty pretty solid choice for like the face, if you will, of a D and D party. The generic handsome guy. Yeah. The the. <laughs> yeah. My my only my only issue with this movie like from just seeing the trailer is, is the like, entire movie <laughs> no no i'm i am super hype about this movie because <laughs> it's it's ultimately what is it what it's gonna do it's it is it's going to bring more people into the hobby and that's always a good thing okay most of the time okay uh gatekeep only a little people yeah um, we love gatekeeping here <laughs> but like um and like uh, what what I hope doesn't happen for this movie is that they just turn it into like a generic action film kind of a thing. Yeah. Because because D and D is messy, chaotic, and freaking weird at times, and I really hope that it the movie is both messy, chaotic, and really weird at times. Yeah. To to capture the to true feeling of a D and yeah, I want it to be like I can I can see that this is a game that people have actually played. With actual dice. You want a rogue like, to, to try to, to hook up with a bartender in a tavern that is also married and has kids that roam around the tavern. Prob- probably not that. For context like, listeners, I just, that is exactly what my character attempted to do multiple yeah, times and, in our D&D campaign. <laughs> yep. And and I have, I have a response for it now, but I didn't then. Um... <laughs> So that that's my fault more than anything else, um, but yeah, I'm I'm just really excited for what's coming out uh, within the next couple of years, and uh, we really hope you are too. Yep, this has been Roommate Reviews episode four. Thanks for listening. If you have mm-hmm. any requests for episodes, which I'm sure none of you do, because I don't think this podcast will touch a single eardrum. Um, well, I don't know. Our parents maybe, might yeah, listen to maybe. it, but all they'll find is disappointment. But you can hit us up at our Instagram and Twitter, which uh, the links sh- they should be in the description of this podcast. I'll, I'll try to make that happen. Anyway, and and if and if you can't figure that out, um, then you're too stupid to email up. us. So don't even try. Not email. Twi- wow, I can't even talk. Maybe I'm the stupid one. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe you Self-burn. are. Self-burn. But, uh, like, look, just just look up roommate review on uh, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. And hypothetically, you should be able to find us. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. See you later. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for listening, and yep. have a good day. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.